0: So as we speak, the Gulf Coast is bracing for up to 20 inches of weekend rain, tropical storm warnings issued for four states. And I thought, well, let's take a look at what's going on. So I go to the National Hurricane Center and I see where they have the X for the Atlantic tropical cyclones and disturbances. When did we start calling them? Cyclones here in the West. I thought they were hurricanes, but no, no, they are not. So it's just a potential tropical cyclone three that's in the Gulf of Mexico right now. So it's just coming on shore this weekend. It's obviously traveling uh, west, northwest, and uh, it doesn't look like it's going to affect uh, Texas where i live i thought originally it was but it's going to uh, affect a number of states in the south and and so on as it travels up into the country but i'm really struck by why it's being called cyclone now we i thought they were hurricanes i mean it's the national hurricane center and yet they're calling it a tropical cyclone and disturbance. I, we used to, you know, we call the ones over in the Pacific cyclones, but here in the Atlantic and the Gulf were hurricanes. It just really kind of threw me. And then we have the heat wave going on as we speak. I mean, I love the headlines. Uh, Doctors warn of burn injuries as record temperatures continue to scorch the, ra- the West. Really. You think that's a problem as the doctors are warning you it could possibly burn injuries. Be careful out there when the sun is out. Yeah, we know millions of people are going to experience temperatures of 100 degrees or more in the coming days. I mean, it's been pretty warm out and I know that it's summer, but you've got Salt Lake City uh, tying its all time record at 107 this week. I mean, that's a little warm. I remember being in Salt Lake City once, and it was it was over 100 degrees. I know it was because we went to the one zoo or bird sanctuary or something one afternoon when we were in Salt Lake City, and it was. You can quote me on this, hot. <laughs> I couldn't. I we're in Salt Lake City; it's 100 degrees, but apparently it wasn't 107. Anyway, I just was thrown askew a little with the whole cyclone thing. I. Ah, let's get this thing started. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. So, Hunter Biden back in the news, or at least continues to be in the news. Just amazing, this guy is... uh, Anyway, the headlines for Hunter Biden again. Uh, Apparently, he was banned from the Chateau Marmont in California, which is on Sunset Boulevard there. It's a beautiful place. I've actually stayed there once uh, when I was in California, it's gorgeous and it's, uh, you know, it's top notch, but all stars have stayed there. I mean, they've got their, uh, you know, the little cabanas in the back. I stayed in the, you know, in the, some small room along the, some dark deep hallway. They let me wander around the place for a while. That was it. But I mean, they've all stayed there and they've all done all kinds of drugs there. I mean, Belushi, ah, uh, hello, died there from a heroin overdose <laughs> i think rick james overdosed there as well although he didn't die from there uh, rick james still alive but uh so chateau uh, hunter apparently uh went there and they were saying "Ooh, no you've been blacklisted uh you can't stay here sorry no uh, he went to check in and uh the the employee said yeah no uh came up and uh it says you were needed pre-approval And so he offered to check back and uh, texted him later. Yeah, you were banned, man, for drug use. (laughs) That's what I was told. And the employee said, yeah, it's totally bull crap. Oh, really? Yeah. The general manager said, F them. Uh, Or or Biden said that about the manager. F them. It's so effing embarrassing. Really? Yeah, yeah. I tell you, this laptop continues to give and give and give, man. It talks about him being uh, banned from a black or I'm sorry, blacklisted from the Chateau Marmont. And then uh, he also, uh, again, using uh, racist language information from the laptop, you know, the missing laptop, the laptop that could or could not be his. It might have been hacked. We don't know. But he's talking to his cousin, Caroline, who in one picture here with Hunter looks. Pretty good. And it wouldn't surprise me if we get information that perhaps Hunter was taking care of a little business with her. But that's another story. She was trying to hook him up with uh, one of her friends. And uh, she asked, do you want foreign or domestic? And she asked at one point, adding, I can't give you the effing Asian. Sorry. I'm not doing it. Oh, okay. The next two messages from Hunter read domesticated foreigner and is fine. The next message reads no yellow. This guy is such a douchebag, man. That's unbelievable. And nothing will happen. I don't know. You know, we just keep bashing Hunter. Nothing's going to happen. You know, he's selling his art now and he's selling his art for anywhere from $75,000 to five hundred thousand dollars now i've seen his art and while you know okay i know art is you know beauty is in the eye of the beholder but i behold it as not worth five hundred thousand dollars for one of his pieces of artwork but you know okay if you think it is and that's you know good for you you should be able to pay for it i know and i know it's going to be shown at the A gallery in midtown Manhattan. And man, I can't wait for that. And those of you that are thinking to yourself, man, this this artwork sale stuff is just a money laundering campaign. And it's just a bribery campaign for people trying to get to his dad, the president of the United States, so you'd buy Hunter's you know, artwork for five hundred thousand dollars a painting, and that would get you a meeting with dad, too. Now stop it you don't know what you're talking about well sure sure we want to protect the collector's privacy so we're not going to tell you who bought the art we're just going to let you know that it's sold maybe (laughs) that is incredible we're not going to know yeah no we need to uh we need to keep that private it's for sure uh, dangerous for these people to, you know, let you become aware of who ordered it and who purchased it. So we're just going to keep the sales confidential. It's always, we've always felt that way. We've always felt that we needed to protect the collector's privacy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We've always felt that way. Oh, Okay. So we don't need to really know who bought Hunter's artwork. Nope. And you're not going to either. So those of you that are thinking this is just money given to him to get to dad, you don't know what you're talking about. And I won't hear about it anymore. In Utah, they have a a law that talks about use of force. Intended or likely to cause death or serious bodily injury, deadly force is justified when a person reasonably believes that force is necessary to prevent death or serious bodily injury, either to that person or to another, or to prevent a forcible felony. And I guess in Utah, the term forcible felony carries a wide range of crimes, ranging from murder and aggravated assault to arson and robbery. They, you know, it goes on and on. However, what why why I bring that up is because a mob beat to death a guy because they thought he'd given this girl a black eye when she was pregnant. Now... Forty-one-year-old Fred voldemort Ortiz uh, was riding his bike by this house, and a group of at least six people, this mob, ran him down and ran him over with a car and beat him to to his death. It was cra- it happened in Magna, Utah. It's a town not far from Salt Lake City. Wow, Salt Lake gets two mentions already in chewing the fat. Uh, the mob of people became enraged when they were told by ortiz's girlfriend that he had allegedly beaten her two days earlier leaving her with a black eye so they were at the home of the of his girlfriend and apparently they were picking up an animal that uh you know they were uh, up for what i don't know what kind of animal i don't know if it was cooked or if it was a pet but ortiz rode by on his scooter and the group Chased him down. <laughs> One guy runs him down with a car, hits him, and then continues to run him over. But once the group caught up, they started beating him with a pole and other nearby objects. Surveillance video caught Martinez, uh, two boards at Ortiz's back and head, then punching and kicking him. Another person was also caught beating Ortiz with a pole, and then they decided to just take out their anger on him for what reason we don't know they claim that the family had been scared to report the assault of the girlfriend because ortiz was on parole and the probation officer wasn't going to do anything to lock him up so they were scared to report it because the probation officer wouldn't do anything to lock him up oh okay no problem now i know that the reason i told you about their law on uh deadly force uh, because that's what they tried to say was the case um no but they now have been told yeah that doesn't fall under that law uh because the assault of ortiz occurred days uh before the mob killed them if it was actual an assault from him that was days after so it wasn't immediate. And so two of the people have been charged with murder and charges for the others involved have not been made public yet. So if you're in Utah or another state that allows you to use uh deadly force in protecting yourself or others, just know that it has to kind of happen, you know, when it's going on, not days afterward. Uh, Just amazing. And I love the reasoning behind it was because they were concerned, or at least this is the excuse they used, is that they were concerned if they reported it to the parole officer, that officer wasn't going to do anything to lock him up. So I guess they would be scared that it would just inflame him more. Weird. Just really weird. But good that they're being charged for their crime. Ah, right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. Oh man. Seriously, that's so good. <laughs> Did you see where the Playboy star has now or the playboy star uh, Luana Sandian? Now uh, she has uh, been struggling with uh, what, who she's attracted to. And so she's decided that she is autosexual. I know. No, you think what she's attracted to cars? No, uh, that would be uh, mechanophilia, according to Wikipedia. Mechanophilia or mechaophilia, and that involves the attraction sexually to machines, uh, bicycles, motor vehicles, helicopters, ships, airplanes okay uh, apparently in some countries this brief description here on wikipedia that in some countries it's a crime to uh to uh well i guess you can have mechanophilia mechanophilia, uh, philia, mechanophilia but you can't you know act on it but Luana, the playboy star is autosexual. That means that she's more attracted to herself than she is to others. Yeah, you know, she admitted that she could date herself if she could. (laughs) Okay, no problem. Now, autosexual is uh, something that uh, I think we all have felt from time to time. Maybe, maybe not, maybe that's... No? So, apparently... She, uh, it's nice to know that she's not crazy and yeah, no, she's been diagnosed now and she would much rather, you know, take care of business or business with herself than a sex partner. So now she knows she's finally found a community that she fits into and that she's not alone. She can just celebrate being autosexual and be happy for it. It's good that people are finding, you know, places where they belong. I see where Miley Cyrus, who's having a big Pride Month concert coming up, uh, excited uh, on Peacock, streaming June 25th, the Miley Cyrus show. Uh, it's interesting that it's on Peacock. But Miley has now, uh, Decided that she knows who she is, you know, her sexuality. She's always, you know, had a struggle with uh, understanding her own gender, her own sexuality. She always hated the word bisexual because that's even putting her into a box. So I don't ever think about someone being a boy or someone being a girl, right? But she remembered that you know, I met someone who identified as gender neutral. And I, that's when I began to understand my own identity. I related to that person more than I related to anyone in my life. <laughs> so people may not see me as neutral as I feel, but I feel very neutral. I was like, oh, that's why I don't feel straight and I don't feel gay because I'm not. I'm neutral. So when you're watching the stand by you pride concert, everyone's invited from with Miley at the helm. There's going to be some other great artists there as well. I can't wait. There's going to be the climb and party in the USA. Those are the songs she's going to sing. But the the artists that are going to be there are going to be LGBTQ allies like Brothers Osborne and. Little Big Town, Orville Peck. Man, now how bad do you want to see that show? (laughs) I probably will. Don't look at me like that. I'm going to tune in. You know I am. Just leave me alone. And I see where we're, Pornhub, as long as we're on the subject of knowing what community you belong in. I see where Pornhub is back in the news again because a group of 34 women have brought a civil lawsuit against MindGeek, which is the parent company of Pornhub, as uh, and they've also uh, MindGeek also owns I don't know dozens dozens of pornography websites. So the lawsuit alleges that MindGeek is running a criminal enterprise which knowingly profited from non consensual videos. Wow, the suit claims that the porn site hosted videos involving sex trafficking, rape, and even child porn. Now, it's the most dominant online pornography company in the world, MindGeek. So there's gonna, you know, there's from time to time. I'm sure you're gonna have some illegal stuff, Uh, but they they get rid of it. They claim, right? They claim that now these people are claiming that it's also one of the largest human trafficking ventures in the world and it is likely the largest non-regulatory repository of child pornography in north america and well beyond wow that is incredible so what part of the lawsuit claims that uh it's a classic criminal enterprise The suit alleges that MindGeek, the most powerful online pornography company in the world, is built and sustained in material parts on child pornography, rape, and human trafficking. Yeah, yeah, we got that. Uh, We got that it owns so much, represented the women. They spoke to um, four of the 34 women, including one who said that in this explicit video posted on Pornhub with her in it, she was coerced by her boyfriend to make a nude video when she was 17 years old she forgot about the incident from high school until she was in college and received a text from a close friend that said i didn't know you did porn and i immediately knew it was me i mean my face my outfit uh my heart dropped into my stomach so without her knowledge or consent, the explicit video was anonymously posted on Pornhub, which, you know, Pornhub has 130 million users each day. Um, the, her video was only watched a couple hundred thousand times. <laughs> and I laughed because, come on now. I, okay, so if Pornhub finds out that that video is there and she was, you know, underage, they take it down. That's not Pornhub's fault when it was uploaded from there. Plus, um, were you coerced to do the porn video? I guess it doesn't matter if you're below uh, legal age, right? If you're 17, then that's the way it goes. And uh, she claims that the view count on the video will forever haunt her dreams. Well, I mean, some would say don't do the video. That's just me, though. That's just me. Maybe you shouldn't have let yourself do the... Do the do the video. Another woman, who went by the name of Aubrey, uh, to protect her identity, of course, said her ex-husband secretly recorded video of them having sex and then posted the footage to Pornhub without her consent or knowledge. The ex-husband now faces criminal charges of forcible rape. Domestic assault and non-consensual dissemination of private sexual images. Wow. That video has been viewed over 400,000 times. According to Aubrey, she's never going to be able to recover from the emotional pain that it has caused her. Hmm, That's interesting. That is interesting. So, MindGeek has issued a statement saying the spread of illegal content is an existential threat to the internet and every platform has the moral obligation to join the fight against it. Illegal material on the internet harms its victims, internet users, and all platforms that operate online. Any suggestion that the company tolerates or celebrates this material is patently false. Anyone who attempts to post non-consensual imagery of child sexual abuse material on the internet is a criminal, and we are committed to remaining at the forefront of the internet when it comes to the elimination of illegal content. Every online platform has the responsibility to join this fight and requires collective action and constant vigilance. We hope other platforms will use our model to help eradicate unwanted content. Okay. I mean, that's what they say. Pornhub, really, remember we talked about it uh, uh, earlier in uh, December of last year. They purged more than 10 million videos on the site. 10 million videos on the site. They had uh, 13.5 million total videos in December of 2020. And that was in reaction to allegations the website was hosting child sexual exploitation non-consensual violence rape and other unlawful material wow so as part of their new policy or as part of their policy to ban unverified uploaders we have now also suspended all previously uploaded content that was not created by content partners or members of the model program Pornhub and that's you know they've said that uh earlier this year or late in 2020 but they've got to be hurting and plus they they've got no place for people to buy their premium accounts i mean they're trying to just completely shut pornhub down what is this world coming to what i ask what what is this world coming to <laughs> You know, at a French tech conference, Viva Tech, uh, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, the Zuck, you know him, you love him, talked about virtual reality technology. I can't even speak. Virtual reality technology. The way your mom talks about, uh, you know, the way you drew your first little picture and hung it on the refrigerator. He predicted VR would expand beyond gaming into areas like business meetings and fitness. And he used the example, think about it like Peloton, where you have a subscription, but instead the device is VR. And you put on your headset, and you're in this amazing environment, and you're doing a boxing class with an instructor or a dance class. Huh. It's interesting that in the last four years, Facebook has scooped up a number of VR gaming companies as well as a Roblox-style build-and-share platform that... uh, Okay, and I guess they're already going to start adding commercials inside its Oculus headsets. Nice. Okay. I mean, they're predicting now Facebook has just acquired uh an, you know that other gaming system, the the um uh Big Box VR. And so the tech reporters and all the inside bosses are all saying Facebook is going to be uh, having a monopoly on the VR software before it even matters. Hmm. Uh, that's interesting. Cause isn't that what they did with Instagram and that they bought in 2012 and everybody thought what a dumb thing that was. Yeah. Who's dumb now. So get ready for that. I'm telling you, this is, uh, this is why I say that, you know, he talks about putting on the headset. is why I've said all along that it doesn't need to be a chip. Just wear a helmet it's got to be a helmet. They've got to incorporate the internet and their virtual reality inside this helmet so that you can go from live viewing to VR viewing to internet, and it can be done through your voice in this helmet, and it's all done. So it doesn't have to be a chip. It's the helmet. I, I'm just saying it's just an idea that could be used for, you know, I don't know the world, but you know, that's just me and I am really to celebrate. I should have partied already. Uh, there's a new holiday and it's Juneteenth. I know June 19th. It's, uh, it's the 12th federal holiday, the 12th federal holiday. It, uh, June 19th celebration marks the day in 1865 When news of emancipation finally reached Galveston, Texas, two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, officially ending slavery in the U.S. Over two million federal employees in the U.S. will now have the day off. Yay! And uh, companies like Nike, JCPenney, Target already recognize Juneteenth as a paid holiday. The New York Stock Exchange said it won't close markets today for this year's Juneteenth, but might next year. Oh, okay. Well, today isn't. If you're listening live, today is the 18th. So we now we have to celebrate the holiday before or after if it falls on the weekend. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So be ready for that. No problem. I mean, Texas was way ahead of the curve on this. It established Juneteenth as an official holiday in nineteen eighty. So, you know, there's that. There's good news out of Asheville, North Carolina, uh this week. They unanimously approved two point one million dollars in reparations for black residents. In the mostly white community of Asheville, North Carolina. I love Asheville, North Carolina. It's such a beautiful city. So, the funding will come from the sale of city property, and the city plans to spend, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand on planning and community engagement, and about 1.9 million on initial reparations. That's so darn good of them. Now, According to the U.S. Census Bureau, Asheville's population is 84% white, 11% black, 1.7% Asian, nearly 2% of the population identifies as more than one race, and less than 1% are American Indian or Pacific Islanders. Now, according to the disparity report conducted by the city in 2018, Black residents are paid less and own fewer homes than white residents in Asheville. Black workers made an annual wage of $27,998 between 2012 and 2016. Those evil white workers made more than any other racial group in Asheville with a mean salary of $43,553. Ha! Huh. i'll tell you what that needs to go away and it's going to go away as we speak we cannot have that anymore i will not allow it and neither will asheville that's a just... anyway there you have it also did you see where the uk COVID infections hit a four-month high due to the delta variant I didn't even know that the Delta variant was taking a big hit, but okay. So be ready and on the lookout for the Delta variant. And they also, don't forget, we have the B1617.2 variant, which was detected from India. And that's been the dominant strain in the U.S. for three to four weeks now. So, there's that. We have that going for us, which is, which is really, really good, right? Right. And Japan has eased its state of emergency. I wonder why they did that. Oh, that's right. They're preparing for the Olympics. Oh, yes. So, there you have it. I guess we are going to have the Olympics in Japan because we're going to go ahead and ease that state of emergency so that we can have the Olympics. We don't want a whole bunch of people there. It's all going to be on TV. NBC is going to air everything on all of its, uh, all of its uh, entities. And that's the way you're going to get the Olympics. So that'll be great fun coming up in July as we start the Olympics in Japan. And we have a motorcycle stunt man who died in a crash at Moses Lake Air Show during a world record attempt. Man does that stink. He attempted a 351-foot motorcycle jump during the air show, and didn't make it. He crashed and then he was airlifted to a hospital and did not make it he was trying to jump the length of what would have been goalpost to goalpost of a football field wow so i guess everyone around there was traumatized by that and i knew coming out here today there would be a chance but i really hoped it wouldn't said debbie williams a family friend this kind of crash isn't uncommon in the sport according to legend of Carnival the brand American Daredevil Robbie Carnival yeah no kidding i mean his dad uh you know evil had broken every bone in his body 80,000 times and so i mean he was crashing but he never did uh it didn't kill him i mean it ended up killing him when did evil die 2007 he was sixty-nine years old. I remember because he lived in Clearwater, and we used to see him around from time to time when we uh, when I lived in Tampa Bay. And uh, he, I mean, the guy broke every bone in his body at least once, and maybe that was uh, maybe that was just his story. But I remember him in an interview, one of the last interviews he gave to Maxim magazine. He said, uh, you can't ask a guy like me why I performed. I really wanted to fly through the air. I was a daredevil, a performer. I loved the thrill, the money, the whole macho thing. All those things made me evil Knievel. Sure, I was scared. You got to be an ass not to be scared. But I beat the hell out of death. You're in the air for four seconds. You're part of the machine. And then you make a mistake midair and you say to yourself, oh boy, I'm going to crash. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Not at all. I mean incredible. Evil Knievel was the man. Anyway, very sad that uh, the stunt man passed away doing a, 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 an Evil Knievel jump, right? He tried to he was going to he was going to make the jump 351 foot on a motorcycle jump and did not do it and they rushed him to the hospital and he didn't make it. Very sad. <laughs> Another thing that's sad is that the Israeli military again is attacking Hamas. And you say, oh my gosh, they're attacking Hamas. What are they doing? Yeah, well, uh, Hamas attacked Israel, they started it again. And I know you think, wait, did they start, they were launching incendiary balloons into the territory and caused fires in fields in southern Israel, and they can't have that. You just can't, that's just a, you know, that's their little private way of attacking. Yeah, no, no thank you, not going to do that. So we're back, uh, we're back to a little bit of bombing going on in Israel as well. And oh boy, that'll be fun if that continues to go. It's been a long week. On Chewing the Fat. Man, I'm telling you, I've done, uh, I've done uh, Pat Unleashed on Wednesday, and then Pat and I filled in for Glenn, and then I've done Chewing the Fat. I'm going to tell you how hard I've worked my tongue to the bone for you this week. Okay, I've done Monday and Tuesday Chewing the Fats. And then I've done, Wednesday I did uh, Chewing the Fat and Pat Gray Unleashed Show. And uh, Pat and I did the Glenn Beck Radio Program, and then I did Chewing the Fat. Thursday I did Glenn Beck Radio with Pat and Chewing the Fat. Today I did Pat Unleashed glenn beck radio program with pat and now this program chewing the fat so i mean you're welcome (laughs) you are welcome don't forget if you're listening to this show for the first time and you're not a subscriber subscribe okay but you can always follow me on twitter at jeffyjfr facebook instagram jeff fisher radio i think maybe parlor still exists but, uh, you know, you can follow me there at Jeff Fisher Radio. Did you see where the FBI director said that, uh, you know, he didn't know about the parlor advice during 1-6? And we found out that we they knew there was a flash alert about information that apparently got lost in the shuffle during the 1-6 riots. It's just incredible the news we're getting out of that. And they still, they're not going to let it rest. And it's one six and it's gonna be horrific, I know. But anyway, um, <laughs> you can follow me on Parlor if it still exists. Yeah, a little sidetracked there thinking about that. And uh, I just wanna thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat and listening to all the other shows that I do. It's uh, you know, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I'll leave you with this, uh on this uh on this Friday. Um I was wondering if you can Rank the most expensive nuts in the world, according to nutshop.com. Okay, you ready? The most expensive nuts. Now, I'm going to tell you the nuts, and then you tell me in your head. I just want you to psychically send it to me, okay? Pistachios, pecans, or pecans, peanuts, pine nuts, macadamia nuts, almonds, cashews, walnuts. All right, one more time: pistachios, pecans, peanuts, pine nuts, macadamia nuts, almonds, cashews, walnuts. Which one are the most expensive? Huh? All right, or the least expensive? You know, whatever you think. Uh, the mo- the the most expensive nut, according to nutshop.com, pine nuts, then macadamia nuts, then pecans then pistachios, then cashews, then almonds, then walnuts, and the lowly cheap peanut. (laughs) I know. I know. It's just Friday, and I don't know what more I can do for you. I'm tired. I want to just, you know, let's call it a weekend, all right? Plus, I want you to keep your ear to the ground, uh, I'm thinking about doing a uh, a Saturday show and doing it on one of the social media accounts and maybe, you know, put together like a Saturday morning coffee show with some fun stuff with, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But I uh, look for information on that because I'm thinking about doing that uh, just because uh, I don't have enough to do. And I thought, you know what I need to do is a Saturday morning you know coffee show and you know that's separate from you know doing the interviews on youtube and it's separate from doing a saturday show from time to time here on chewing the fat so i mean i don't know what more i can give you but i you know i'll find a way i'll find a way to give you so much more okay all right good